0: In this episode of Man Vs. Marriage, it's a pretty serious topic. It's marriage and separation. The Podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose, for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man Vs. Marriage, the Podcast. And welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. I, your humble servant, the podcaster with the most taster. No, the hostess with the but it didn't work out. Quincy W. Moran in the home studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. And I would like to welcome you, honey, on this podcast. Hello. So, before we get kicked off here, I'll give it to you really quick. It's the contact information, which you are using, and I do appreciate. It is coach at com? Coach at com. Also, our Facebook is a great place to connect, which is at MVSM Podcast. Now, let's, let's get straight into this thing. Um, it's going to be me talking for a few minutes here and uh, asking my wife to comment because it, this is a, a chain of emails that has been. it's been really difficult for me reading because it, it's just heart-wrenching. And it's the, it's the subject of separation. And I'm, so I'm getting emails from guys right now that, that are in regards to this. And I just want to put this out there. First of all, if you've been following for a while, you know that Coach Rita, who is the marriage coach expert, she's had some things going on in, in her personal life and her family right now that she's had to step out and address. So it has been the cute dog, Mr. Experience Man, kind of running the show here for a while, and my wife has been so gracious to step in and uh, and, and do this show with me. Um, so I am no expert on separation, don't turn it off because I've got some resources. I'm I'm committed to giving you guys some resources and some steps to help you move forward, okay? So I've returned emails about separation and, you know, like I said, it's, it is hard for me to read. I feel horrible for these guys and these gals who are separated and they're either in their home, separated, or... Uh, their wife is coming to them and saying, I don't even know if I'm in love with you anymore. I know I love you, but I don't know if, if I'm in love with you. And those things are difficult. And I'm talking about separation, staying in the home as far as, you know, uh, my wife is uh, sleeping in the kid's room, and I'm sleeping in the bed by myself, and it's really difficult. Or my wife has moved out. And we're separated, and I don't know what to do. And first of all, my heart goes out to you guys. All right, my heart goes out to you, but I am here to help you the best I can. And I'm committed to gaining some more expertise on this subject. So hopefully, we can figure out how to reconcile these marriages and and kind of put the game back together, get y'all both on the field, you know, and playing. Uh, In this game called marriage. And um, so that's it. My heart goes out to you. I feel for you. And I'm sorry for the situation that's happening. Um, So let's get into what this is all about. You know, um, I know that I haven't been separated before. But thanks to Jeannie being here. At our 10-year mark in our marriage, life was coming down very hard on us. So we were kind of in that roommate status where you know we talked if there was we needed to talk about money or the kids needed discipline but we just were not connecting and we were more like roommates and things were really tough okay I'm not going to give you my sob story but things were tough from health for the kids health for myself um autism uh molestation by babysitters the life was just it was really hard during that time and we had become roommates in a sense and i know part of what she was really feeling what was what, what, what was affecting her the most was a feeling of loneliness um i myself was out chasing what she complained the most about in my opinion was money and finances and in you know, how are we going to buy groceries and these things? But that was not necessarily the core of what her need was and how I was supposed to meet it. So, honey, if you would, just, if you can, take yourself back to that time a little bit and uh, and talk about loneliness or how it affects you and how you start to feel like a roommate, if you don't mind.
1: Um. Well, I guess... Back then it was, um, the way our situation was, I took care of the kids in the house and you were working a lot and, um, you know, we had a lot of young kids really close together in age. So, um, there wasn't a whole lot of breathing room for me. Yeah. Um, which made it difficult. I mean, we had people that came over and helped and we had people that came over and visited and we had people that came over and advised. Um, but. I didn't have other relationships with people. It was, um, I was a mom. I was a wife. That's what defined me. And, um, it got to where that's all I was. You know, I was the mom with eight kids. I was Quincy's wife. I was coach Quincy's wife. I was, um, you know, the, The lady with the autistic kids or the lady with the hard of hearing kid or you know there were a lot of labels and things going on at the time but i was never just genie and i think that's i lost a lot of me and all that and that it's not to blame anybody we just had life a lot of life happening Um, and and being you know sometimes we look at things and say well i have these responsibilities i have these other priorities these things have to be handled and we forget ourselves. We forget our spouse. We forget, you know, to do those things that, um, really should be a priority. Right. You know, our, our priority should have been our marriage, but our priority at the time was you working to save the house, me taking care of the kid who'd been in and out of the hospital. Autism was knocking on our door. We had insomnia going on. We had, um, and it, it's not, it's not that our situation is worse or better than anybody else's. It was just simply life happens. It could be as simple as your bills aren't getting paid. We've been there. We've done that. We know what it's like to have to shuffle bills and live paycheck to paycheck, to have to have people bring groceries to your door. You know, there's there's been situations. Everybody has their their valleys that they go through.
0: Mm-hmm. Ours
1: just happened to be a freaking canyon at one point. Yeah. But I say all of that because in all of those priorities and responsibilities and things that we felt had to get done, we lost our friendship. We lost our time together. We lost our intimacy. We lost those things that we fell in love with. True. You know, when we were dating and and um, getting to know each other, we talked until five o'clock in the morning on the phone after I had just left at midnight. Right. You know, we went out in groups and did things that weren't exactly what we would normally do on a date, per se, but we went out. We, we were together all the time. We did whatever we could do to get to know each other, whatever made the other person happy. Yeah. Um, and when we started having kids, those priorities started changing because now it went from, you know, going out on dates and going out to dinner and going out to the movies to, oh, crap, we need diapers oh, crap, we've got doctor's appointments and copays, and oh, boy, we're pregnant again, and it's not one, it's not two, but it's three. You know, we had things that kept coming up, and everybody has it. Maybe you had baby number one, and, you know, a few months later, it wasn't intentional, but, oh, hey, baby number two's on the way. That shifts everything, because now your priorities are double. Right. But for me, it just became... You were gone all the time working. You were trying to pay the bills. You were trying to do what your priority was, which was make sure we were cared for. Make sure that all the bills were paid. The roof was over our head. The kids were fed. That was what you thought at the time would make me happy because not having money and having bills in my face and people calling and screaming at me frustrated me and made things difficult for me. But what we really needed was to actually be friends again, hang out, spend time together. Right. Um, once, for me, once I got to that place of lonely, I went into what you and I know as survival mode. Yeah. And I just go through the motions of the day. I'd get up, I know what my routine is, I know what I have to do, and I would do it. And then you would come home and I would literally check out and say, okay, dad's home, mom's off, I'm out. And then I would go take care of Kirsten because Kirsten was the night owl and had to be monitored that way. So I guess... I was lonely, but I was lost. Yeah. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was to you. You and I weren't getting hardly any time together. Any free time that you did have, you were constantly looking for extra jobs or odds and ends to help pick up the pace or pay for things or do what we needed. And we just kind of let things go. And then when we did have free time, we were notorious for binge watching. It's like, you know what? I don't have to do anything today. We don't have anywhere to go. We're both dead tired. We're exhausted. We'll put the kids on the floor. We'll have dinner on the carpet. We're going to watch movies tonight. Kids, pick what we're watching, and we would watch like five or six episodes of something ridiculous just to escape everything else. But we never addressed the depression, the loneliness, the um, anxieties, the fears that we had, you know, we, we just didn't address it. As long as we could get our 10 minutes here and there and get that physical connection, we just, you know what, we're still having sex. So I know you're not sleeping around on me. We're good.
0: Yeah. And there, there's so much to unpack from what you said. And, you know, I think any one of those situations would have been enough on its own. You know, we had so many things happening at once, but I, I agree with you 100% when something big happened or some big change or something that we didn't know what to do, we actually didn't communicate what we needed. No. We just expected, I guess, since we were married, that we should know what the other person needed and then and, and a need goes unmet.
1: Well, and I think both of us at the time put our own needs aside because when you're dealing with kids and dealing with, you know, my dad was going through cancer. We were going through just so many different things going on and not everybody has the same thing. And I get that. But when you're dealing with something, that's not your marriage and your marriage is going through a rough spot and you just don't know where to start or how to fix it. You go to the things you know how to deal with and you focus there. So for, Our situation, to give an example, when we had the triplets, I had two in this hospital and one at UCLA, and I am the human milk machine, and you were here taking care of Bubba. So my job and my priority was to get from hospital A to hospital B, make sure everybody was fed, make sure I dropped off milk for the one I wasn't going to see that day, come in, say hi to you, love on Bubba, turn around and start all over again, and your job was to make sure that Bubba got to daycare where he needed to be and fed and changed and whatever needed to happen. You would go visit the girls on your lunch break and then you would go to my mom, you'd go to work for the whole day, you'd bring Bubba home, we'd see each other in passing and we'd start all over again. Our entire first 10 years of marriage went that way, whether they were babies or not because the the thought process goes from you're my primary focus to, this is a lot easier to deal with because I can control this. I can control feeding times, I can control diaper changes, I can control this environment. I don't know how to fix us. I don't know what's broken. I don't know where to start, so I'm just going to stay in my lane.
0: Yeah, and you know what I what I kind of gather from that is we had some major changes in life we didn't come together to talk about how that affected us and you know ask like we would now how did you handle that and what can i do to help what can i do to help you and are you okay and and we didn't do that cuz we didn't know we just slowly slipped into survival mode and when you slip into survival mode needs go unmet and you start to drift apart and even though you don't say it you start in the back of your head i think in the back of my head you start to resent your needs not getting met even though you're not talking about them and the more your needs go unmet the more upset or angry somebody can become and not know what it is and then it start the the resentment starts to grow and the more that grows the more the more Anger and, and bitterness and loneliness and depression start to creep in, and it just creates cracks in your relationship. And it happens to everyone, and it is really, really tough. And unless you kind of at some point take the bull by the horns and get some help, it may be irreversible. Now, maybe some people can can work this out on their own but for you and I it really took coach Rita to start coaching us through these things so that we could actually see what we were doing to ourself and each other and it wasn't necessarily on purpose
1: no actually we, we ran into it on accident because it started with you were changing your eating habits and starting to focus on your health and I was going to classes at the church for myself and through those two avenues things started changing and we started noticing you know what i just i don't like this i don't like how this feels but i don't know what to do with it Mm -hmm. and we weren't able to have conversations about it because we were in two separate lanes at the time you're working on your health and fitness and i'm over here trying to get my head out of depression and then when we got together and did one of these seminar things at church it was like all of a sudden this light bulb came on and we both went "Ooh, okay something's definitely not right here
0: so that's where we are
1: yeah and then well, we we got involved with rita and took it from there
0: yeah and i don't want the episode to go on too long and i want to get to these resources I, first thank you guys for emailing me thank you very much i appreciate the feedback and i i thank god hand on heart I thank God that, uh, for the things that you are saying that I'm helping you to become a better man. It is, it's truly one of the things I live for in this life. Um, thank you for sharing your heart with me and talking about your marriage and reaching out for help. Now, let me challenge you guys on some things real quick, and then I'm going to get to these resources. Okay, guys, listen to me, please. I'm not coming down on you. I'm just trying to coach you up. Some of the feedback I get is I've tried this once and it's not working. Or I've listened to all these episodes and I'm trying all these things and it hasn't worked. It's that's not the way it is, okay? It's not it's like this, and I'm just gonna try to make it practical because that's the way my simple mind works. You don't you don't start a diet to lose fifty pounds on Monday. And get on the scale Tuesday and get pissed because you didn't lose 50 pounds. These things take time. They take time to happen. It's decisions over the course of time that leads to this situation in your relationship. So please don't take these things and try them once and give up. But to take a step back from that, dudes, we are typically fix it, guys. We fix it. We want to fix it fast. We're logical thinkers. So if you can just tell me what to do, I'm going to go fix it right away. I'm going to do all this. I'm going to fix it. Everything's going to get better. But actually, you run the risk of just pushing her farther away because women are more emotional based as opposed to guys who are logically based. So I'm asking you to please slow down. Listen to these episodes. Listen to those episodes 2 through 10. Okay? That's great. You need that coaching. I needed that in my life. It was part of my journey that I still need today. But you can't go try to fix everything at once because you might end up making it worse. So I'm asking you, pump the brakes. Just pump the brakes, continue to learn, look at yourself, see what you can do to improve yourself, and then use these resources, okay? So I reached out to a podcast that I absolutely love. It's the One Podcast, One Extraordinary Marriage. I encourage you. They have like 500 episodes. I encourage you to use them as a resource as well. Go check them out, please. So I reached out to Tony, who is the husband on the podcast, and asked him for some resources because they have some serious expertise. And he sent me some information, um, and I'm going to put the links. I'll have Ashley put the links in the in the show notes. Save My Marriage, The Reconciliation Contract, and Rescue My Marriage Today. Those are three resources that you can use that will help you. They have audio podcast on them, so it's a great thing to listen to and to start to get your mindset right to reconcile your marriage. They have a program for that. So I'm asking you to go check that out and uh, Save My Marriage is something that I believe that you can listen to their experience and then they're going to give you some ideas on what to do, okay? And so there's three resources within the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast family. And I'm going to ask you to do this as well. This is what I'm going to ask of you. Since you're going to take a step back, you're going to breathe, you're going to take a little bit of time to assess yourself in the situation, I'm going to ask you if you know... Do you know this? I don't know at what stage you are in the separation process. Maybe you're considering it because you're frustrated. Maybe she's already announced it. Have you been separated a day, a week, a month, a year, five years? I don't know. So I can't be very specific. But I want to ask you to ask your wife if she's willing to talk. If she's willing to talk, does she know what she wants? Do you know what you want? Whether you answer yes or she answers yes or you answer no, ask if she's willing to go to counseling. It worked wonders in my marriage, and I know it all depends on the counselor, but I'm asking you guys to have a willing heart be the one to suggest it. If your wife has already suggested it, it's time to man up. It's time to man up and get some counseling. Get, some, get an expert who can help you work through it. Open your heart and go all in. So that is my best advice. I hope you can pull something from mine and Jeannie's journey in our marriage Maybe you heard something that sounded familiar in your marriage. Then I'm asking you to go to this One Extraordinary Marriage podcast, go to their website, look for Save My Marriage, Reconciliation, Rescue My Marriage Today. Those are going to be in the show notes. And then I'm asking you to ask her if she's willing to talk about it. And we can't make it personal. We can't go at her. We can't attack her. That's not where it's at. The only thing you have control over is your actions, your attitude, and how you approach this. And I'm asking you, please, start there. Time to talk. Time to find out if she's willing to talk. And it's time to get some counseling. And a lot of times it gets uglier before it gets better. But don't forget all the hopes and dreams and ideas that you had for this marriage before it got started. Because that's the goal. is to get back to what those hopes and dreams were and make it reality. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you very much for your emails. Please, as you go through these steps, email me again. Send them back. Let me know how you're doing. Let me keep tabs on you so I can continue to encourage you through these really difficult times. And if you have friends and family that are going through this, I ask you to share this episode with them. If your wife is willing to talk, I'm asking you to allow, you know, to just allow yourself the moment to ask her to listen to this episode as well. I think what Jeannie had to say may be very helpful. And I look forward to... uh I look forward to hearing from you all, and uh, my heart is with you. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.